It is your Thursday, Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Glad to be back for another day and an excellent show. I must say so myself. I hope I would say that because I am the one who put it together. I'm the one who did it. But uh, particularly excited about this one. Brock Faber from the Minnesota Wild, former Gopher, Maple Grove native, will join me here in just a little while to talk about the upcoming season, to talk about his whirlwind April. You guys realize that he... Played for the Gophers right up through the national championship game, the disappointment against Quinnipiac, and then signs with the Wild basically the next day, is in the lineup the day after that, plays two regular season games, hops right into the playoffs, basically like 10 days after he's playing college hockey. And this is not unheard of in the NHL. This happens, but uh, you know his his college season going so late because of of the success of the Gophers really compressed everything. It was a really, you know, Big, big April for Brock Faber, and now he's had a chance to kind of settle in a little bit. He's been doing a lot of training this summer, working out over in St. Paul at the Tria Rink, and I caught up with him on uh, on Wednesday after a workout. So hope you enjoy my conversation with Brock Faber here in just a little while. Got plenty of other stuff on today's show. Got to get to some Aaron Rodgers stuff at the end of the show. Got to get to some Diamond Sports uh, Difficulty with its parent company, Sinclair, a lawsuit between the two now. We've learned details of that. Um, we'll get to that here in a little bit. And i got to get to the Twins. They lost 8-7 to the Tigers. Not a whole lot lost there, but not a great game for the Twins. First, though, what did I miss? Let's start with the Immaculate Grid. If you are not familiar with Immaculate Grid. It's it's one of the it's a new game um, that, that a lot of us are playing, especially a lot of us who have a kind of a, a sick sports reservoir of, of useless knowledge in, in our brains of players who played for certain teams. I, I usually do the baseball Immaculate Grid, but there's also NFL, NBA, and NHL versions of this. And what it is is like it's, it's nine squares, kind of set up like a tic-tac-toe grid, where you've got a horizontal and a vertical axis. Axis, and you've got to match up. Let's say you've got like Kansas City Royals and Baltimore Orioles. Um, one of them on the horizontal axis, one of them on the vertical axis. You've got to find a player who played for both the Royals and um, and the and the Orioles, and so it's just kind of fun, right? Like most of my knowledge of players who played for both those teams probably comes from like the 80s and 90s specifically when I was a watching a little bit more baseball I was a huge baseball fan growing up and b when I um, was collecting a lot of baseball cards and was like looking at these cards and kind of understanding okay oh yeah this guy I remember him I remember the picture of of him playing for this team and then that team so I usually do the baseball immaculate grid and and the the goal I'm sorry too if, if you play this already and you know all this I'm sorry this is just a little explainer for those of you who don't the goal goal is not only to fill in all nine squares and you only get nine guesses so if you get a wrong guess you get a score of 100 for that square and you do not want a big score you want a small score that is your rarity score you want the more the more obscure the player the better so you're trying to not only think of someone who played for both teams you're trying to think of someone who like maybe only marginally played for both teams if you are going for a good rarity score if you're just trying to get all nine boxes filled which in a lot of cases i am it doesn't really matter but you're trying to get a good rarity score and if you miss you are basically you don't get another guess you don't have a chance to get all nine guesses you get a you get a hundred and you got to move on you can still guess that same square but you won't get a chance to guess a different square so long story short i usually play the baseball one but Randball Stu, 
friend of mine, um, good friend of mine in person and in and on the internet, um, texted me on Wednesday morning um, talking about the football immaculate grid, and he says. Two of the most notorious Vikings in history are answers to the Steelers-Vikings immaculate grid today. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got to play the NFL immaculate grid today. It sounds like fun. Like, I, I know that I'll be able to get the Vikings one. I've been watching the Vikings for more than 30 years. I know I have enough crossover knowledge for whatever whatever comes my way with the Vikings. And so the first player that comes to my mind that plays for the Vikings and the Steelers is Bubby Brister. Because, you know, in part, that's just kind of how my mind works. I'm, I have a weird mind, and also I'm like, oh yeah, Bubby Brister, for sure. That is, that's a good one right there for the Steelers and the Vikings. But I'm also maybe thinking backup quarterback a little bit in my mind, because a week or two ago, Lindsey Young from Vikings.com wrote a really nice, fun feature about the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and some of the other guys in the quarterback room, some of the other assistant offensive coaches who like to play the NFL immaculate grid together. And she did a feature like watching them play one day, trying to get, you know, the low rarity score, things like that. And they talked about, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, specifically talked about how kickers and backup quarterbacks are gold in in the Immaculate Grid, in the NFL version of the Immaculate Grid, because they're generally fairly rare and because they're a little bit easier to think about, right? Like you, you have... Uh, a good memory of quarterbacks of skilled position players and and those guys kind of bounce around they play for a lot of teams so those are those are some good players to remember for the for the immaculate grid a really good piece by the way if you haven't seen it go check it out it was a lot of fun and it's kind of fun to see how the vikings play how seriously but not so seriously they take it and things like that <clears throat> anyway so I'm thinking backup quarterback is maybe on my mind because of that. So I, re- I respond to Stu. That's not that's not a very nice thing to say about Bobby Brister because he's called them notorious players who played for both the Steelers and the Vikings. He replies, Gary Anderson for the Dilettantes, Bob Schnelker for the Sickos, um, which is just classic Stu. That's something exactly that he would say and, in fact, did say because Bob Schnelker, of course, the former Vikings offensive coordinator of much uh, controversy, Back in the 80s, a lot of fans did not like Bob Schnelker, thought maybe he didn't deploy their offense in the greatest way, the subject of a classic Jerry Burns rant. Um, and in fact, I replied to Stu um, with a unprintable, unre, unre, uh, reimaginable or run. Un, I, I, cannot re, I cannot repeat it right now. I can't repeat what I wrote to him right now, but it was part of the Jerry Burns Bob Schnelker rant from back in the day when when um, when when Burnsy went off and all the criticism about Schnelker. Anyway, so I'm thinking, okay, um, that's fine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do the Immaculate Grid. We had a good laugh over all of that stuff. I, I go do the Immaculate Grid. It's like bedtime for my kids. Uh, my wife and I are putting all three of them to bed, and um, I think they're all asleep by this point. And I'm just kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of sitting there, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the Immaculate Grid. I do the baseball one, then I go I go to the NFL one, and I go to the Vikings column, and it's the Vikings. Vikings crossover teams are, of course, the Steelers, which Stu has told me about. There was no real spoilers there. It was fine. And there's no spoilers for you because there's a new grid every day. You can't go back and play this one anyway. So no spoilers. But I think about, okay, it's the Steelers, Vikings, and Packers, which is pretty easy, right? You can find a million former Vikings and Packers. um, So I'm trying to find a rare one. And then there's Vikings and Broncos. So Vikings and Steelers, I go with Bubby Brister because I think that's a pretty good guess. And it is. It's, it's a pretty low rarity score, which means not a lot of people have guessed that. Your rarity score is basically how many people that day have also used that same player. 
For Vikings and Packers, the most obvious one, of course, is Brett Favre, but everybody's going to guess Brett Favre. So I pick um, I pick Greg Jennings. It's not super rare, but it's pretty good. It's, like, it's under 10%, so I still feel pretty good about my rarity score. Move on to Vikings and Broncos, and I'm like, okay, who played for the Vikings and Broncos? And there's some good examples over the years that I'm kind of thinking about and wondering about. Um, and so what comes to my head first, though, is Trevor Simeon, backup quarterback, played, uh, was a starter for the Broncos uh, for most of a couple seasons, then came over to the Vikings in 2018, served as Kirk Cousins' primary backup in 2018. Something okay, that's, a, that's an easy one. Um, and probably not one that a lot of people have used because Trevor Simeon's not really a household name. He's, you know, he's a guy, he's, he's been a backup quarterback. He's a, you know, one of the 100 very best quarterbacks on the planet, probably, but relatively anonymous in NFL circles. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to use Trevor Simeon in my Vikings Bronco square. Easy. Then I'll move on to the next thing. And probably in the back of my mind, I've got the Kirk Cousins, um, you know, advice about backup quarterbacks. Trevor Simeon, the perfect example of how this fits. So I click, you know, I find Trevor Simeon's name, I click it, and it dings me as being wrong. And I say, well, wait a minute, I know. I know Trevor Simeon played for the Vikings. I absolutely know that he played for the Broncos. Let, what's going on here? I look up his Wikipedia page. Yes, he played for the Vikings in 2018. I look up his pro football reference page. Yes, he played for the Vikings in 2018, but he didn't actually play for the Vikings in 2018. And do you know why that is? Because Kirk Cousins, the durable Kirk Cousins played for a very average Vikings team that year. They're coming off the NFC title game, but they were 8-7 and 1 that year. They were in a ton of close games. They were in they were in it till the end in terms of the NFC playoff picture but didn't get in. It was a late loss I think to the Bears that year that that knocked him out of playoff contention. But Long story short is Kirk Cousins is durable enough that year, and the Vikings are in kind of this must-win situation at all times that year, that Kirk Cousins took 100% of the offensive quarterback snaps, 1,051 offensive snaps for the Vikings that year. Kirk Cousins was the quarterback for all 1,051. Trevor Simeon, even as the primary backup quarterback for the Vikings that year, did not play a single snap, and I guess because of that, does not qualify for the Immaculate Grid, even though he was definitely on the active game day roster for 16 games that season and um, and, and was indeed a, ma- a member of the Minnesota Vikings. So I do not get credit for that. My Immaculate Grid is ruined by Kirk Cousins in two different ways. He's the one that told me to think about backup quarterbacks, and he is the one that stole every single snap from Trevor Simeon that year. Couldn't even let him have... Three kneel downs at the end of a at the end of a game. Couldn't even let him have one series where maybe he couldn't find his helmet. Couldn't let him do anything. Couldn't have a game at the end of the year where they were out of the playoffs or in the playoffs. None of that. Trevor Simeon does not get into a single game that year. Probably a great great year for Trevor Simeon. You got you get paid and you don't get hurt. Um, you don't get a single chance to get hurt. But great year for Trevor Simeon. Bad day for my Immaculate Grid. Kirk Cousins, I blame you. Um, why did you have to do that to me? My Immaculate Grid is ruined and I'll never play again, except I'll probably play today. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. 
With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. All right, I'm really happy to be joined today by Brock Faber, um, current member of the Minnesota Wild. Brock, does that, it's it's only been a few months that you've been um, in the in the NHL. Does that does it feel real when I say you're a member of the Minnesota Wild at this point? Yes, yeah, it's 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 weird to hear, but obviously it's a dream come true for me and my family, and um, you know it's being able to work out here and skate here all the time. It's, you know, it's really allowed me to take a step in my game and um, on and off the ice. And yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy for sure. And um, obviously I'm excited to get going. What, you know, I think you've, you've talked about this before, but you know, when you get traded initially and you find out you're coming to, your hometown team. I think people can kind of look at that one of two ways. They can see that, you know, playing in your home state can can bring pressure, but you grew up a wild fan. I mean, there's that there's that photo of you behind the goal when when Kaprizov mm-hmm. scored. There's all that there's all that stuff. Like what what was your reaction to finding out that this was your new professional home? Yeah, it was uh it was a crazy day. It was a crazy day for sure. It was um I was I was doing homework in in college and got the call and you know the rest is kind of history. So yeah, I, I mean I wouldn't say there's any added pressure. I just it's crazy to think like how bad I wanted the Wild to win growing up, just being a fan of the Wild. Um, now I'm able to play for them and kind of help them do that as much as I can. So that's it's a dream come true again. You know, as a kid, I I would have never could have never you know dreamed it up much better than than it is so it's uh it's pretty special that picture of you when Kaprizov scored it's 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 priceless I looked at it again the other day just in preparation for this like do you right. do people still talk to you about that or what, when that happened what what was the what was the reaction in your friend group yeah I'd say just about every uh because when well when it happened we I had seen the picture but it wasn't like a, a that big of a deal right you now I was just you're like, of I course know. I was excited. I like the wild. Like, what's the big right. deal? But then when I got traded, that's when it kind of started to, um, you know, gain some popularity. And obviously it's, you know, it's Kirill. I'm still a fan of him, watching him, you know, every day and, and practice and stuff. It's, you know, he's he's just that good. So it's hard not to stand up and jump on the glass like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say I get asked about, about it and just about every interview I've been in since, <laughs> um, you know, the time I got traded to, to now. So, uh, obviously a, a fan favorite picture. You could say. Sorry. I had to bring it up again. I'm keeping the streak alive. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, no it's, it's all good. It's all, it's a good yeah. thing. It's a good thing. Um, right. now I want to get to your kind of the, the here and now in a minute, but I also, I just want to take a trip back to a few months ago. I mean, it really is only a few months ago when you go from, you know, the, the extreme high of the Gophers season to the obvious, you know, the the unfortunate, the disappointment and losing mm-hmm. to Quinnipiac in that last game. You, you sign like basically the next day with the Wild. You make your debut the day after that. A week later, basically, you're in the playoffs playing big minutes in a playoff series. Like, have you? And I know that the off season 
maybe is a little bit of time to process, but you're also getting ready for the upcoming year. Like, have you had a time to kind of think about what that like 10 day stretch of, of time was like in your life? Yeah, it was a, it was a roller coaster as you could imagine. Um, obviously with the Gophers, you know, when I was playing for the Gophers, there was, you know, no other thing in the world that I wanted more than a national championship, obviously. And, you know, just came up short there. And that was, um, you know, even that's something I still think about, but, um, you know, and then moving on playing for the wild, that's, it's just another, like I mentioned earlier, it's just like growing up, you always want to, I always want to see the Gophers and the wild win so bad and, um, being able to, to play for the Gophers and, you know, give everything I had with the program to try and bring home a national championship was so special and some I, you know, we'll never take for granted. And now it's the same here with the wild, you know, doing anything I can to, to bring a Stanley cup here and anything I can to help this team win is what I'm willing to do. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's been a crazy, it was a crazy 10 days. And it was, like I said, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of dream come true, a lot of lows, but, um, you know, I'm here now and I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the wild organization and, you know, I'm here to do anything I can to help them win. So. Did you anticipate that transition happening so fast? I mean, did you have an inkling that you would jump into the lineup, jump into the playoffs so quickly after you signed just days after being in college? You know, I, obviously I'm confident in my, my game, but obviously the NHL is a whole, a whole different level with a whole different level of players. So I, yeah. I, I just got to, you know, do anything I can, um, whether I step in or not, that, that wasn't my focus. It was just, you know, if I do get put in a situation where I'm playing, doing anything I can to, like I said, I help the team win. And that was, that was my mindset going into to the playoffs. Obviously there was, there was nerves and there's guys that have been there before. And I, again, I was just trying to be the best teammate I could, um, be the best D partner I could. And, you know, again, do anything I can to help the team win. So regardless of whether it was with the wild or not, when you become a professional, I feel like it, it becomes a, a different level. How, how does life change when you're suddenly getting a, a paycheck to play hockey, a game, you, a game you love, a game you you've grown up loving for, you know, for so many years. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a dream come true. It's, it's, you know, it's like, how did I get so lucky to be able to play the game I love and get, you know, pay to do it? And, um, obviously a lot of work and expectation and, um, you know, a lot of things come with that. And again, everything's earned, not given. And it's, um, you know, it's so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it's a dream come true. And, um, you know, it, it's something I, I don't take for granted and something I'll never take for granted. And, uh, again, just trying to earn every um, every part of it, you know. Along those lines, sounds like you've been working out a lot over at Tria this summer, and we got camp is not too far off. What what specifically have been have you been working on, or, or how do you how do you kind of prepare for? It's hard for me to even call it year two. You played eight games, six of them were in the playoffs, so this is still kind of like a, a real a real first season coming up. But how do you what have you been doing to prepare for that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's been a, it's been a good summer so far for me. I think, um, you know, nutrition wise, I think I, I've stepped it up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I've been taking steps to 
you know, kind of mature in the kitchen a little bit and <laughs> I just go to Chipotle every day. Not saying that I don't go to Chipotle a lot, but um trying to cut that down and, you know, make up my own food. Me and uh, my roommate, Sammy Walker, we've been, we've been trying. And um, I, I do feel like that's helped me so far this summer and, um, you know, just, just get my body ready. Everything I can do, skating, um, a lot of skill development, a lot of offensive side of my game development, um, uh, skating, um, and then just, yeah, um, in the weight room, just getting as big and strong as I can while also staying um, in good shape, staying agile. And um, it, it's been a similar summer for me in training. I feel like I always – work pretty, pretty darn hard over the summers. But um, again, it's a whole different beast playing 82 games in NHL season. So, um, you know, a lot more is required this summer. And, um, you know, this last month will be huge going into camp. So trying to imagine you and Sammy in the kitchen. What are you guys like? What are you making? What's the what's the secret recipe right now? It's the same. We go on. It's we go on repeat every week. Basically, we'll make eggs when we get home just basic or before workout just depending um and then literally yeah the same breakfast and then for dinner it's either ground beef rice and green beans or broccoli chicken and sweet potatoes or salmon rice and some sort of vegetable and we literally do repeat that just about every well we make We'll make a bunch one night, then have it left over the next day, and then make the next one, have it left over the next day. So. Smart. That's smart. You guys are you guys are already figuring out the key to cooking is find what you like, it's, make enough of it. It's okay if it's the same thing over and over again. It doesn't matter, right? It's it's pretty pretty basic, but you know, it gets the job done. And obviously we'll mix a Chipotle in there still. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. hard to cut that out, but yeah. You're you're only twenty. Speaking of which, you got a birthday coming up. You're going to be twenty one in about yep. a week. Do you have any big any big any big twenty first plans? I mean, a lot of times people are still in college for that. You're gonna you're a you're a pro athlete. I don't know what what you do when you turn twenty one and you're already already in the NHL. But do you have do you have birthday plans? No, um, just you know, probably get dinner with the family, hang out. It's obviously I think it's on a uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it's on Tuesday, so obviously going to have a workout and skate the next morning, so probably be pretty laid back birthday. So that sounds bo- ah, come on, that's not, for your twenty first. That sounds boring, but I'll I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you that that that's fine. Um, a couple more things for you, Brock Favor. Appreciate your time here. Um, what what are you know now you're you're gone from the U, but I imagine now that you you know if if you're with the Wild, you'll still have a chance. I would think to to get over there and, and watch, watch the boys skate. What, what are you excited about for, for this year's team for, from the Gophers standpoint? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them too. It's going to be a, a special year with, you know, obviously coming off last year, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, there's going to be a lot left to prove this year. So um, the guys are ready, you know, it's, they're ready to take that next step and it's going to be fun to follow along. And um, obviously I'll try and pop out to as many games as I can. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to this year for those guys. And we, we got, we got some power coming back and we got a great freshman class coming in. So it's going to be, it's going to be special to watch them and, you know, hopefully they go on a run this year because national championships at the XL this year. So right. maybe some, you know, home field advantage for for the guys there so yeah i'll obviously support 
the Gophers until the day I die. That's, you know, it's hometown team. This team I played for, it's, you know, a special program. So if you get over to Mariucci, what are the other spots? What are the campus spots that you have to hit? What are the must, the must go to's for you from, from your time there and, and going back? Well, yeah, I, uh, there's a, there's a few places we would go a lot, but, um, you know, I'll head over to the guy's house if I ever get a chance. Um, all my roommates, my three roommates, you know, probably my three best friends, they, uh, you know, I, I was roommates with them from freshman year to this past year. So, um, you know, stop and say hello to them and, um, it's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds sounds good. What what about you know, final question? Outlook for for the Wild this season? I feel like I need to ask you that. I know it's a lot of the same team, but but certainly some some possibilities for you know some 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 changes. Not just because you have a lot of the same guys back doesn't mean the same things always happen. What what are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to you know skating with? And what do you think the outlook is for for you guys this year? Yeah. Um... You know, I'm, I'm extremely excited for this year. It's, um, you know, I, it obviously starts in camp. And again, like I said, everything's earned. So, um, obviously I'm going to do everything I can to be a a part of the Minnesota wild. Um, you know, and if I do, it's again, it's going to be a fun year. It's, um, they, the, the way, you know, we play as a team is such a style that I I'd like to play. I, I like to defend. I like to hunt. I like to um, play a gritty, hard nosed game. Um, and then that obviously opens, um, you know, opens the ice up for, for some skill to come out. So it's, um, you know, it, it, it's an exciting time and it, it's going to be an exciting year. And, um, you know, being able to play at the XL, it's just all you want to do is play there more and, play and play for the state it's, it's it's so special so yeah it's you're getting me fired up here a month early but uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's gonna be an exciting year for sure well, none of that's a bad thing you've earned everything and you've uh you've got uh kind of this uh this great path you're on appreciate the time uh brock Faber. best of luck this season and uh, i'm sure we'll chat down the road awesome thank you very much i appreciate it I really appreciate, sincerely, uh, Brock Faber's time. I always appreciate everybody's time when they agree to come on this show with me. Uh, but Brock Faber, you know, not not like a super stressful time for him right now, but he's got a lot going on. He's working out. He had a hockey camp he was doing on Wednesday as well. So, Brock, I appreciate it. Um, I can see him being a real mainstay for the Wild for years to come. I mean, he's only 20. He'll be 21 next week. He's got a lot of very good NHL seasons ahead of him, especially based on what we saw in that limited sample size last year and what we see from the Wild and how much faith they're putting in him to be in their top six, especially after letting go of Matt Dumba in the offseason. So good stuff from Brock. Appreciate that. And I'm sure I'll chat more with him uh, in the future as we uh, as we go along with the Wild seasons. few other things to get to here in the cooler. Number one, Diamond Sports suing its parent company, Sinclair, saying basically that as soon as Sinclair bought Diamond Sports and all those regional sports networks in 2019, they could see the future, the writing on the wall, and started taking money out of 
the uh, the regional sports business, um, the the Sinclair part of their uh, part of their business, and uh, kind of left Sinclair out to dry, saying basically it was more. It could have been more than a billion dollars that they that they took out of that business and, and kind of and, and you know left them in a tough spot. So we knew the lawsuit had been filed last month. What we didn't know were the details. Those were unsealed, revealed on Wednesday. I don't know. It doesn't. This doesn't really have a huge amount of impact on you know, on the squabbles between Diamond Sports and Major League Baseball, Diamond Sports between all these teams and kind of the bankruptcy filing, things like that. This is just another another piece, another piece of the acrimony showing how kind of layered this is, that they're, they're not just fighting with teams, they are fighting with their own parent company now in court. So watch out for that. We'll see how that might impact things going forward. Um, like I said, Twins lose to the Tigers. Good riddance to the Tigers. That season series is over. Twins lose the season series 8-5. to five. To Detroit, even though Detroit is well below them in the standings, well below 500. I think Detroit's eight games out still in the AL Central race. Um, Twins still four and a half up on Cleveland. Cleveland loses to the Reds, so no real harm done in the standings. Maybe a missed opportunity. 8-7 was the game. I at least feel good that the guys I talked about and wrote about on uh, on Wednesday, Emilio Pagan and, uh, and uh, Max Kepler, did not immediately... Go in the tank. That is sometimes that something that happens to me, not because I've jinxed them, but because sometimes when you point out a sample size that is going in the direction of positivity, it is bound to go the other way. But yesterday, Max Kepler hits a home run in the ninth that gets the Twins within 8-7. They looked like they might rally, couldn't quite finish it off. Emilio Pagan pitched a clean inning. Uh, it was Griffin Jacks that had the struggles in that game for the Twins. Let that one get away. They were up 4-3, end up losing 7, I'm sorry, 8-7. to So, there you go with that. They did not. They did not win, but no real harm done. And uh, at least I felt okay about what I wrote. So that's really the selfish, most important thing. And finally, Aaron Rodgers, not happy with the offensive line right now in New York, and is doing his passive aggressive best to talk about it. He's he's saying he's not so much concerned, but he was sacked six times in ten dropbacks during a a. a a scrimmage with uh with the with a joint practice with Tampa Bay and here was his quote he said his his concern level is pretty low quote unquote right now but he said it's August 16th so we've got some time also it's coming up Rogers said they've got a lot of guys out the Jets do on the offensive line so probably um not really time to panic right now he's right that there is time for them to figure this out but you know Season's not too far away now. They definitely want to get that solved, especially with a 39-year-old, soon-to-be 40-year-old quarterback who is supposed to take them to the promised land and is not as mobile as he used to be. Another Rodgers quote, I don't get concerned about things I don't have a huge role in yet. That might change. At some point, I might say, hey, I need the five who are going to be in there to be in there with me for a solid week. But I don't think we're at that point because I don't think there are five guys that have earned those spots. So I have some patience yeah, watch this storyline as time goes on. We'll we'll probably follow it on on Hard Knocks if that's still if there's still another episode to come. And uh, you know, watch that as a storyline for the Jets all year because I think Rodgers, as much as they've added skill around him, if they're worried about the offensive line, that is going to be something that he does not like. He does not like to get hit. He does not like to be running for his life. And if that derails this jet season um i will definitely be there to watch it and that'll be it for me today lavelle emil the third joining me on friday show columnist from the star tribune figure with plenty of twins talk and other stuff on that show until then thanks so much for listening i'm michael rand back at it again tomorrow